Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. This morning, I just want to focus a little bit, and I, was, I really like toil. I want, like, every part of me doesn't want to give a, I was like, well, I'm, I'm preaching on Mother's Day. I don't want to do a typical Mother's Day. Ma- I want to do something different. Every part of me wants to rebel against that. And then uh, I went for like the most Mother's Day preach you could do, which was to talk about Jesus' mother, Mary. And pick up this particular part of the story in Luke chapter 2. Uh, so in Luke chapter 2, we, we read that Jesus is dedicated at the temple as a baby and then we fast forward to him being 12 years old uh, and this is a really significant time in Jesus' culture for Jesus. Uh, We fast forward to Jesus at the temple and he's 12 years old. It's it's really important for his family. It's, It's this transition from being a boy to an adult and it's seen as this celebration. Uh, So he's considered an adult, he's considered responsible and he's considered able to understand and fulfill the commandments of the time. So this would have been a celebration. This like it's it's I think in the picture I see, it's just Jesus going to the temple and doing... But like this would have been a party. There'd be lots of family there. Just th- get the picture. It's a gathering because it's this really important time for the boys of 12 years old moving to adulthood. And it's, it's a celebration for the family. There'd be parties. There'd be feasts. There'd be all sorts going on. There'd be ceremony. So I just want you to gather that idea. It's, this is a celebration. At the same time, they were also traveling to, to celebrate Passover, so the, a time where the whole nation would have been celebrating this, this special feast. And so we pick the story up in Luke chapter 2, verse 41 to 52. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When, he, when his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And you know, like every time I read that story, I've always like, like read it and think like, struggled with this whole idea of like like Jesus is quite harsh to his mother but also how do you lose your son for three straight days <laughs> like how do you travel away from a city and not realize and um I've always struggled with that and I, until 
I reached a certain point in my life where I don't know about you if you've done the same thing. You've got on an easy jet flight with your family. And uh, I, I, this whole verse suddenly came into realization that this is, this is perfectly doable. Because uh, like, I don't know about, like, I remember, like, you, you booked it. I don't know, you booked, have you, like, booked on yourself on a flight? And you've, I enjoy traveling, but, like, you've got kids in tow and you've got family and, with EasyJet especially, like, you can't just have one bag, can you? Or, like, like hand luggage in a bag. You get, like, five kilograms per bag, but you're allowed seven bags split over all those. So you've got to kind of, like, rucksack, rucksack, handbag, little bag, little bag, snacks for the kids. And you, you get into the airport with all these bags. And if you like me... I know lots of people probably aren't like me. I travel prepared, okay? So every single pocket, jeans, coat, jacket. I probably have like three coats on because I need extra pocket room. Like reading book, passports, kids' passports in the other pocket, phone, keys. Normally I've got cash in my pocket as well. I have no idea why I take cash on a plane. It's just annoying, isn't it? And then like you get to the you get to the security line, you're trying to usher your, these like young children past police with semi-automatic rifles and say it's okay, everything's okay. Like pass them through a big line where some people have been taken off to the side. You've got to go through a machine that's beeping and then you get and you've kind of got to partially declothe yourself. And I am the person that like takes about 10 minutes. Oh yeah, I forgot my belt. Oh yeah, I've got to empty all these pockets out. That is like Mary Poppins bag of like just hold on a sec. By this time, Lisa can tell you that this is completely true. I'm, I'm not exaggerating this at all. By this point, I'm like pouring with sweat because I'm that panicked from like all my belongings. And then realize, oh, I've got two kids that I've got to get through here as well. And you get to the end and got to explain to the person why there's a pair of scissors in your bag and why you've not taken the bottle of water out. And I get through and I'm like, oh, like... I'm not even on the plane yet. I feel like I've been run through the mill kind of thing. I, I come, when I experience that, I realise that in all the chaos, in all this celebration of just family being around and, oh yeah, Jesus can be off here, to like completely, it's completely realistic that they, they would have, they, oh, well, Jesus is off with like playing with his other relatives or like his cousins or something and realizing, oh, have you got, no, 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 oh, who's got him? Nobody, right, okay, where is he? It kind of makes sense for, for me. You know, if I'd, if I'd have been, um, if Jesus was my 12-year-old, I'd be like, get with the program, Jesus. Like, get in line, stand there, don't move. Don't go back to the temple. Like, stand in line. But, however, what do I know? <laughs> Ordering the Son of God around. Um, and this is, this is I, I want to draw in on Mary's heart this morning. So, three quick points of the heart of Mary. And uh, like I say, where I would have been like, stand there, stay there, do not move for this entire time that we're at the festival. Don't eat anything unless I tell you, don't move. It says that in verse 52, Mary's response to all this was, but his mother treasured all these things in her heart. 
there's something about a mother's heart. It just beats differently. And um, the first point that I want to focus on is, is Mary had this caring heart. She had a heart that cared, that she had a heart that cared that noticed Jesus' absence. You know, this morning, do, do we have a heart that cares, that notices that if Jesus is absent or not? You know, when she realised, I mean, fair enough, a day later, when she realised that Jesus was missing, knowing full well of got these promises of who Jesus was and knowing he was the Son of God, carrying these promises that this is the saviour like her response wasn't oh no i've lost god oh no where's like where's jesus uh, her response was where is my son where is my resp-? her response was to think oh he'll be all right he'll be all right somewhere because he's obviously god so he's obviously doing something great but her response was this is my son where is he it was a, a heart that cared her instinct was to, to race to him to, to find out where he was. You know, in our relationship with Jesus, when we start to care about him, when we start to recognize him for who he is, it's, it's, we position ourselves so that we know where we can find him. We, we position ourselves so that we know where he is. We position our hearts because we care after him, we long after to find this, this, the Son of God, this Saviour, Jesus Christ. You know, maybe some of us are coming uh, to the realisation today that maybe we need to retrace some of our steps to come back to Jesus, to find Jesus. Maybe, maybe until now, Jesus has been irrelevant to us, and it's, it's recognising that there's an absence in our lives that needs to be fulfilled by something. And is, is that Jesus that is, is the missing piece of, of what I'm searching for, of what I'm trying to care for? Let that be the, the cry of our heart this morning. A heart that cares after God. A heart that cares after our Saviour. Pursues Jesus in every aspect of our lives. So, number one, Mary had a heart that cared. It was a caring heart. Number two, Mary had a heart that nurtures. You know, relationships don't just happen by natural, but they they take some nurturing, right, don't they? They take some growth. They take some work. And Mary had a heart that nurtured relationships. It says in verse 51, and 52, then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. Yeah. You know, we have mothers of all different types in the room. We, uh, some that have given birth, some that have chosen to, to uh, mother out of relationship and be spiritual mums. But I, I bet I can tell you that each and every one of them has a heart that longs to nurture, to grow something, to pull the best out of things, to, to teach something, to draw character out of people. It's, that, it's, it's about the heart of an unselfish nature. It's the heart to, to bring something, to, to serve whoever you're trying to nurture. It says in Proverbs 31, 13 to 14, she gives out revelation truth to feed others. You know, Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He lived out wisdom because he received this from his mother. 
You know, we, if we follow the, 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 the story from uh, Luke 1, Luke 2, Luke 3, we read that um, Jesus was, was uh, blessed at the temple. He was, he was taken to the temple. He was dedicated at the temple as a baby. We pick up this story in Luke 2 where he, is, he goes to the temple and he's lost and found at the temple. And from that age of 12, the next Luke 3 picks up the story of Jesus is being baptized by John the Baptist. So we go from 12-year-old Jesus to 18 years later and Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist. And you know, we know very little about those 18 years. But what we do know is that 51 tells us he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. It's basically telling us that he grew in favour with God, he grew in stature, he grew, he, but he served his earthly mother and father. He went and served the family business as a carpenter. He worked with his, his father Joseph. Most likely in those 18 years, Joseph passed away and it was just Jesus and Mary and he served his family. He provided for his family. But the Bible tells us he grew in wisdom and he grew in stature and in favour with man and God. Mary nurtured this, this God as boy into manhood. Um, and and it say, the Bible, the word of God tells us he grew in wisdom and stature. So Mary held this great responsibility to, to nurture this boy. Knowing full well who he was, but knowing her responsibility to serve him, to nurture him, to grow him. Mary had a heart that nurtures. You know, we, we all have a responsibility to nurture wisdom and stature ourselves, you know, with, uh, like with favour through man uh, and spiritually with God. You know, sometimes like maybe that is is a reminder for us to like, what relationships do I need to nurture in my life right now? Maybe it's my relationship with God that needs to be nurtured a little bit and recognised a little bit. But what are the responsibilities on my life to nurture, to love, to grow in wisdom, to have responsibility for another to to help them, to champion them, to, to, to push them on into a next season of life, a next phase of life. And, you know, that's, that's not just the mothers in the room. It's every single one of us. Every single one of us has that responsibility to, to be kind to one another, but, but champion one another. Draw out the best in each and every single person that we, we do life with to see that oh, I don't don't need to be better than them, but I want to champion them, push them on beyond anything that I can dream or imagine for their life. Because God has called us all uniquely, and he's pushing them into that unique calling. It's championing them to what what they've got on their life to do, to see happen. Mary nurtured. She had a heart that nurtured. You know, this third and final point, Mary had a love that lasts. It says, but his mother treasured all these things in her heart. You know, Mary had just had three very stressful days of losing her son, the panic, the search. 
And instead of being angry or livid or like confused or sad or wanting to forget this whole episode that's just happened, I've just lost the Son of God. Her response was one that only a mother can. It was, it was to love and keep on loving. It was to treasure all these things in our heart. All these, this, this, all these words that Jesus spoke, all these experiences, it was to treasure all these things in our heart. You know, I don't know about you, but like doing this, like I was reflecting off my own childhood. And like as an adult, I look, now look back on myself as a kid and think like, all those times where like I was just naughty I was just a pain in the backside um, but I, like only now I see how much my mother covered me in that and like championed in me stood up for me despite me being horrible loved me continuously with an everlasting love it's the heart of a mother to love unreasonably undeservingly that to nurture to cover Mary had a heart that lasts she had a love that lasts you know the treasure that Mary had was the treasury of love that she had for her world for her family for those around her, for the people, she treasured Jesus' words in our heart. She treasured Jesus' words in our heart. All these, she treasured all these things in our heart. And it says, you know, and what you treasure in your heart is what you love. Mary understood her assignment. She understood that she, she had a responsibility to care for Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man. She had a responsibility to nurture. She had a responsibility to love, have a love that lasts, have a love that loved beyond anything, any reasonable thing, an unreasonable love that saw beyond situations and circumstances. She treasured them in their heart because she knew that her assignment was to love the Son of God with every inch of her being and what a message that is for us this morning to return to God to return to these simple things do I care for God do I care to find Jesus this morning do I care to, care to nurture my relationship with Jesus this morning do I care to nurture the, those around me and do I, have a, do I know a love that lasts beyond my own comprehension? Do I have a love that sees beyond the annoyance, sees beyond those harsh words, that sees beyond the frustration and the anger? Do I have a, like, do I have a love that has a transformed heart? And that's something only Jesus can, can do with us is to transform our, our hearts that are hateful, that are selfish, that are completely self-absorbed and to look outward and beyond. To have a heart like Mary. It says in 1 John 
3.15, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Romans chapter 5, verse 7 to 8. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Where we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And you know, church, just as we as we wrap up, why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to sing uh, some worship in a minute, but there's just two sets of people that I want to pray for this morning. You know, firstly, if if retrace, if, if, if those words of retracing your steps to find Jesus responded to you, or maybe there's always been an absence. I'm not aware of, I've never been aware of Jesus in my life, but I want to pursue that. I want to find that. I just want you to pop your hand up just so I know I'm praying for you. second group of people I want to pray for are the the mothers of the household or the women of the house you know today is is a day of celebration It it is it is it is a lovely day and it's also a really difficult day for a myriad of reasons but what I know is that God's love is beyond comprehension and I know that in in our heartache and our pain and our suffering and our confusion and our questions when I step closer to Jesus it, it is a love like nothing else it is a love that sees beyond it is a love that makes sense my pain my confusion in my questions so I want to pray for mothers that are in the thick of it right now that is is a super hard time I want to pray for expectant mothers I want to pray for grandmothers and I want to pray for spiritual mums that they see just young people and children and and have that heart to nurture so let's pray together Father God I just thank you that you have taught us how to love you've taught us how to nurture and God through this this simple story in Luke chapter 2 that we walk with a heart that cares a heart that nurtures and a love that lasts and God we just lift all the women of the house to you God that you will bless them beyond anything that they could ever dream or imagine this today you'll meet them in their questions 
suffering and the joy, God, of seeing young lives nurtured. God, that you will meet with them right now. Holy Spirit, we pray that you'll touch hearts and minds this morning. Of the responsibility of the women of this house to, to love, to nurture, to champion those we grow in wisdom and stature.